The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Awaken to the divine within. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream Show, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Dr. Dream Kelly Sullivan Walden, and I'm so grateful to be here on Unity Online Radio. I've got Nancy T. co-hosting with me today. Say hello, Nancy T. Hello, Nancy T. (laughs) (laughs) And I have an amazing couple that I'll be bringing out very shortly. They wrote this book, Holy Love. Holy love, Alisa Romeo, like Romeo, Mm -hmm. and Adam Foley. And so I'll be bringing them out soon. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can see them now. So say hi, you guys. Hi. Hello. (laughs) And if you want to watch, if you want to see us all on Facebook, um, you can go to Kelly Sullivan Walden dreams and even nancy telzero because i'm sure i think nancy's yep it's, it's on my page for sure and they can put comments down and i'll read your comments out loud yay great and, and the phone um, number. if you have a question about dreams or about holy love how you can get some holy love how you can grow holy love and what the heck is it all of that stuff the number to call is 816 816- Two five one three five five five. I'll be taking your questions the second half of the hour. And before we normally, what we normally do to start is a little quick little prayer. So let me just dive into that for one second. Let me just invite you all, if you're not operating heavy machinery, metaphorically or literally, just turn within, take a breath and do your very best to just release and let go of all the hurry, scurry, flurry, blurriness of life and just drop in to that sweet center soul place right, right in. So we just allow the clutter to be removed while the clarity gets revealed and our most essential self that is 
And as my guests will talk about, it's hard to have a soul relationship with someone else if you don't have a soul relationship with yourself. So let's just take a moment to call on our soul. Even if that seems vague or bizarre, I don't think it's bizarre to anyone listening to this or watching this. Even I think just saying the word soul brings it up, it calls it out. So with this, we just know that we dedicate this time together to our dreams, to our dreaming minds, to our soulful selves, and especially today to our most dreamy and soulful relationships. Because if we have those, then it just makes this path so much juicier and deeper and richer. And we need, we all need a little help doing that. So with this, I just say thank you so much. Oh, yes. And let's extend our prayer to our brothers and sisters that are struggling, suffering anywhere, and in particular right now in Ukraine and in Russia and in the surrounding areas. May peace prevail in our own hearts and our own souls and on this planet for the highest good of all. I say thank you. And so it is. Amen. A woman, ah, dreams, ah, holy love. So Nancy T, let me pass it over to you for the luminous humanness shout out for the day. And then I will introduce Elisa and Adam. All right, here we go. March 30th, everybody. Put on your big girl panties or big boy boxers. (laughs) When you face and embrace a difficulty, you might surprise yourself when you make it through and realize you're still breathing. Being luminous in your humanness isn't about covering your eyes and ears and running out of the room screaming when the going gets hot. It's not about doing a spiritual bypass, nor is it about painting over reality with 50 shades of pink sparkle lip gloss. The luminous humanist path isn't about checking out. It's about turning within, accessing your calm, cool connectedness, and taking the highest and best action inspired by your most luminous self. And the affirmation is when life calls me to suit up, I keep my wits about me and courageously show up. Bam. Bam. Everybody, if you ever need to get one, (laughs) there doesn't say for, this isn't like for 2022. This is for all your life. And there's always, if there's always the March 30th, that doesn't change. It's not like it's February. So okay, I've said my piece. (laughs) Thank you, Nancy T. Okay. So now let me take a moment to just to introduce these beautiful souls that are joining us today. So Elisa, and here's their book, Holy Love, Elisa Romeo, MFT, and Adam Foley are the co-hosts of the Holy and Human podcast. Elisa is a licensed marriage and family therapist, an intuitive, and the author of Meet Your Soul. Adam is a certified somatic practitioner, yoga instructor, and spiritual coach. Together, they help individuals awaken and deepen their soulful nature within relationship. They live with their children in the Pacific Northwest, and their website is holyandhuman.com. And I am so excited to talk to you too. Thank you so much for joining the Ask Dr. Dream show today. Elisa, thanks for having us. So this world right now, I mean, almost it's very rare that I meet a couple that I truly think, okay, wow, they've got it. They're doing, they're doing the thing. I mean, most couples I know it's like 50 shades of dysfunction um, in so many different ways. And 
you you explained so beautifully how to shift from kind of an ego-based coupling, which is pretty awful, to soul to soul. Um, and we need it now more than ever. So let's just start with the definition of what is what is holy love? Yeah, that's a good place to start. <laughs> we were talking before we started the show here about that title and how we really uh we we tried to not use that title actively for a while. <laughs> we we were like because and uh we got some feedback from our publicists and stuff that it's like that you know those terms can be hard to to sell but we just kept coming back to it cuz it really felt like we needed to put this reverential feeling on love. We needed to redefine how we approached love and how we thought about love and because that's what we've seen over the years with our couple sessions that in a way that that is the biggest shift just right there is just that idea of approaching this work with a sense of instead of seeing relationships as we are two people and we're giving and taking this thing and we're fighting over who's getting it, you know, this emotion of love, seeing love as a holy product in itself, that love is a holy process. And every time that we're aligned with love, we're aligned with this process and we are in that energy and just that shift really changes the way that we approach any conflict in our relationships, seeing it as this third energy of this, this, um, divine people stop thinking of things in the relationship as problems to solve and more spiritual opportunities to open and be transformed through. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. There was um, a quote that you used. You've got beautiful quotes scattered throughout the book. And there was one, and I can't remember who said it, but it stayed with me. It's something like, um, you fell in love with my, with the flowers on my branches. But then when autumn came, you didn't know what to do with me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that good, Nancy? Look at Nancy's face. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Somehow I took that personally. I don't know. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Ooh, that was a tough one. Wow. I know right. why it stuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. right now we're in Seattle where all the cherry blossoms are going crazy and it's just so insane. And I think the kind of setup like that and for relationships is the flower draws you in. It makes you notice it. You're like, I've never seen this tree before this moment. And in the beginning of relationship, it's the same thing where it's like you're seeing you know, the oxytocin's pumping, there's all these big energies coming through, but there's also usually a lot of projection. And I think in the Western world, especially in America, we're not good at understanding what projection is. So then when the projections start to fall, it's like, it was a lie. Love was a lie. You were a lie. Instead of it was, no, those were the cherry blossoms. This was always the tree. (laughs) This is the tree that produced those blossoms. But now let's fall in love with like, the fertilizer, which has, you know, what in it that we have to put on the ground to feed the roots. It's like, you, I love your luminous moment because it is not bypassing and it's doing the embodied human, sometimes shadow work to integrate. And that's what to us makes a spiritual warrior, someone that you can tr- trust inherently because it's not just flash and mar- yeah. marketing, but it's, it's deeply inherently trustable. Yeah. I think really what this work is all about is becoming in relation to somebody's essence and their their core essence that what makes them uniquely them and why we think that that's such an important thing for relationships to focus on is it's because it's the answer to that reason of why did we pick this person 
why why wasn't it anybody else what was it specially and uniquely about this person that lit us up that lit that luminous part of ourselves up that made us more aware of our essence so i think that's what that quote is about for us and why we felt we really needed it in the book was because it's it's shifting the perspective from the external the flowers you know that's beautiful too but to are you in relationship to that core of that person, the tree trunk, their essence, who they really are? Because winter will come yeah. <laughs> in some way. Yeah. It always does, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where there's nothing on those branches, <laughs> just a bunch of muddy, muddy roots. And, yeah. and it's like, we all feel like that sometimes, right? <laughs> and yeah. then to judge everything from the winter or from the spring. And it's having that, I think that's what soul work is, is zooming out and having that higher mind perspective, that wise, eternal, loving perspective on the kind of urgency and shape-shiftingness that always just happens through our human experience. I think there's something, I think, oh, go ahead, Nance. I was just going to say real quick that it feels like this book is going to help people in two different ways. Either it's going to show them, this is the, this is the love I've been wanting. This is the love I, this is my goal. This is my goal. Or it's going to show some folks, you know what, maybe my desire for that person wasn't from this place and is about my heart or my trauma or my, it's going to open people's eyes to maybe look beyond what they're doing and think, you know what, I I need to go this direction, take them off a path too. So I at first looked at it like, okay, so everyone wants to learn what this is about, but I think it's also going to help some folks say, I clearly know now that this is not what my relationship's about too. And that's why we have like that whole section on tough love and inner child work, because that is the realization for some people, but then it's also the benefit of consciousness is now, you know, right? So now there's a opportunity to deepen or to choose. Am I going to stay blue pill or the red pill? Like what do I want to choose around this? And I always, I was really obsessed with the idea of intuition and soul for like my whole life. Any book that has either of those words on it is like in my (laughs) repertoire, you know, my library. Um, And for a long time, it was like, I want to help people be more intuitive. And how do I teach people the psychic training? And the more I learned and practiced and taught, I saw it's not about these crazy psychic skills. It's really about courage. It's always about courage. Do we have the strength and wisdom within to navigate, to trust what we already know and to admit to ourselves and then others what we really already have been feeling and sensing for usually years? Mm. Yeah. Trust is such a key. Yes. I don't, you know, so many people that have that great intuition, but then they don't trust it and they don't follow it and and end up regretting it. Definitely. an interesting um, time. This is, so today is my nephew's birthday and it happens to be the day it's a tw- the 21 year anniversary of my husband proposing to me when we got engaged. So how <laughs> did I not um, know that? <laughs> I know today is, it's today. And, and I think about how, when the, the defining moment in our relationship was Dana brought up something about our soul agreement. And I went, what? (laughs) Like we have a soul agreement. What is it? And what if we've had one all these different lifetimes and we just never quite got to it, but what if we put it on the table and actually talk about it? Like it's a thing. And, and often, I mean, we've had our ups and downs in our relationship and I've been asked what has you keep coming back. And because I was the type that when things would get 
yucky when winter came around i was gone Mm -hmm. i was gone 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 but dana and i've been together now 22 i don't know probably 23 years we've had lots of winters and it's the soul it's that Mm -hmm. soul connection that i think has us slip through the eye of the needle Absolutely. You you said before it started, how did we meet? Well, when we met, one thing that really happened because of kind of the resonance between us was really clear what was ego and what was soul in terms of our guidance. And so the ego stuff was super triggered and super up. And so the ego narrative sometimes was almost like, this is too much or really intense, or I've never been loved like this. I got to get out of here. Um, but luckily, because I had been doing my soul work and Adam was really quick to get connected to his inner voice. I had that, catch up in some ways. <laughs> he, he caught up and now the student becomes the teacher. It was a little <laughs> almost surprising um, that that is the orientation. Then when the ego has its little fits and tantrums, you can actually go in, reorganize yourself, recalibrate and find that eternal love voice that understands winter. Our egos don't understand winter, (laughs) but the soul understands it's purposeful and meaningful. And part of the soul contracts there's in the soul to soul chapter, we have a whole, a whole bunch of exercises about mystic mad libs, filling in those blanks so that you Mm. can walk through and determine what, what is the contract here and how do I give us a little, a little taste of that. So people can, I mean, you've got a ton of great exercises and meditations in this book is there something that we can do kind yeah. of in real time even just yeah a few minutes i think and- a good place to just start just for a little bit of understanding of how our method works because I, we've been throwing these words back and forth of ego and soul and all that it, and i think the listeners are catching on that what we're doing is we're splitting the narratives between an egoic narrative and a soul narrative so when we're you know in conflict with our partners you know we can get really caught up in that egoic narrative that gets really focused on fixing problems of uh, staying on top of maintaining our sense of identity. And these are all issues that we face during those emotional winters of our relationships, right? When we uh, feel all our old wounds and all those things come up. So our ego is not great at navigating those. It usually tries to put band-aids on relationship problems where our soul self that soul narrative is that little voice in the back of our head that soft whisper those hunches we've had all along that kind of knows the whole time it's like elisa was talking about that courage to know what you already know and so i think an example of that that we can all relate to is when you're in a fight with your partner and there's a part of you that's really worked up and fiery and engaged and then there's that little voice in the back of your head that's like this is just really dumb you know or like (laughs) or like this is this is pointless or uh, or a part of me knows this isn't helping you know the problem i'm just throwing gasoline on the fire and so it's just uh, increasing the volume of that intuitive voice of that essential self of love of of love and you talking about your relationship of 21 years going through all these phases reminds me a little bit of a story that Elisa included in her first book of the velveteen rabbit that children's story you know of this so this much. rabbit who keeps asking uh, another toy horse when he'll become real and the horse is older and wiser and worn down and he's like missing a button eye and and things like that and you know he says you'll come become real over time and very slowly you know and 
after you've been loved well for a long time and you've loved yourself. And I think that's why we really focus on relationships as a great place for spiritual work. And, you know, I'm just surprised that there's not more people out there doing this, using relationships as a portal because relationships is the, is the quickest place where <laughs> so we see all of our resistance to love, <laughs> to right? dive in. Um, all of our resistances to love. When you, Nancy, were talking about that luminous self, I like that phrase because for me, it's, it's a feeling phrase. It, you know, there's an emotional resonance there where it's like, can you connect to that feeling of luminosity, that feeling of relaxing into yourself and knowing yourself and, and that and aligning with your, your essence self. And that's the goal that we're trying to reach through relationships and not just romantic relationships, but also friendships and friendships all types and of relationships children. and we know you love experiential stuff and I think for people listening to make it really simplified um we see it just like an iceberg where the ego is kind of above the surface and then what's under the surface is still part of the entity but that's where your dreams come from that's your subconscious and we normally just stay above the surface and with couples it's this ping pong game of your trauma hurt my feelings And then we just stay above the surface and what this book is and what your show is. It's like, what's under the water? What else are you that to connect to? So the whole book is really, there's a difference about talking about love versus talking to love. And Mm -hmm. so what we want you to start to do is get in direct intimate relationship and have a dialogue with love, which we call your soul. You can use another word if you want to say unconditional love, whatever. It's just the part of you that is that. Um, cause we're souls having a human experience. So we're inherently wired to be able to live this way yeah. and to connect this way. So to finally answer your question, <laughs> a simple <laughs> exercise that everybody can do is to just place a hand on your heart and to just sit back, take a few deep breaths and just feel into your heart of hearts, your core within your heart and see if you can say hello to your essence. This is what is uniquely you. It is nobody else. It is your unique form of love and being your luminous self. And just ask that voice of love what it wants you to know for today or this moment or about a challenge in your life. So that's the check-in we can always do with ourselves and always come back. That's the magic sauce because the nature of ego, like we'll usually find in sessions, we'll like, oh, did you know what your soul would say? And they'll, yeah, yeah, I know what my soul, but they're still here in the idea of soul. Wait, stop, take a moment, go in and ask. There's usually a little bit of resistance there because the ego doesn't like to die, (laughs) you know? And then if you can breathe through that moment and be like, well, this feels stupid. I'm playing an imagination game or whatever comes up, just recognize that because sometimes that's part of actually, I think, I feel like cynicism is a result of our intimacy issues with the divine. And so if you notice that cynicism or that resistance coming up, when you actually start to open your heart to that direct relationship, because we all have that spiritual wounding around that because we don't live in a society that really supports that i mean anytime this stuff is presented in mainstream media it's like an insane person or a con artist that's like how this is presented to us so we have these energetic resistances when we start to actually open to that direct personal and intimate relationship with with love Mm, oh wow this is i love what you just said about cynicism 
being resisting resisting our relationship to the divine i, I had a front down. row Bam. i had a front row seat to that because my dad was a man of science he was this brilliant scientist and he was raised catholic and he had a lot of wounding he was like a naturally really intuitive guy like all his science was like from that place but he was kind of angry in his whole life because of he couldn't figure out how to do that how to become present time and honest and transparent and what is the beyond for him and um, so I saw his frustration and, you know, he had a subscription to skeptic magazine and then look, look who I am. That's like hilarious on a cosmic level. <laughs> that, is, that is hilarious. I want to just say that um, it's kind of a strange thing to bring up, but there was a show that my husband and I just watched that I was so drawn in by. It was called bad vegan. It's on Netflix. I just saw it. it. Yeah. I have not and seen I just, so so much so much that's a whole other show I feel like we can talk about it for five hours <laughs> we could talk about it for five hours but to me I yeah. thought that is exactly the antithesis of this book but what I loved and so this is a spoiler alert if anybody hasn't watched it yet or I mean you get it kind of from the previews so I could kind of say this without it even who cares <laughs> yeah <laughs> John's like, himself right into it <laughs> it's a relationship that is well I mean it seems like there's some soul contracts around what she's learning too I think like the soul setup of what why she was in that experience what she was meant to be learning about what is real love what is manipulation and control I think that's usually part of the contract if you're in relationship with a sociopath or a narcissist is like learning about what's false light and true love energy and how to discern what that is which is a really hardcore intense gnarly lesson (laughs) but the telltale sign is that soul loss is where somebody starts to their light starts to dim i mean this this woman starts off as just the brightest light on the planet practically and then absolutely you see her little by little dimming 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 and then kind of like snip gone just and that's lost. how it happens. It's like slow. So you don't realize it's happening like a warm bath that you're just adjusting to. You don't realize how hot it is. And we saw a Tinder swindler, which is another one about the same yes. kind of a thing. Yes. And we were so like, we wanted to do a podcast on it. Cause we're like, this is a perfect example of what ego to do <laughs> and how they would sense it, but then they would be gaslit and deny their information from their intuition and then just their body knew but then they kept convincing themselves and even at the end still being attached to the projections at the very end that one really sweet woman crying about you could feel there's still a dualism of like who I'm still miss who I thought he was and I'm still in denial of who that it's all projection and stuff and so I think those are great psychoeducation tools of like you know yeah what not to do they're extreme examples <laughs> i think of um, of what i did in the past like i mean under the guise of the of the sparkle the bright and shiny and like the oh this is what this represents it's just it's it's a cautionary tale but i think this, that's why this book isn't just holy love isn't just kind of a fluffy idea it's so important to know like to have like you say to have a relationship with your own soul and then you can then know how to navigate having a relationship with somebody else's soul. And I mean, that's, it's, it's the most important thing. And most women in particular, I think have had, I know I had my narcissist experience. I think most, especially empaths 
are initiated in some type of an experience like yeah. of that. And so it's really Yeah, there's a, to... a story from the book we use in the We're tough love right chapter. We're going right to a break. So tell oh. us this right when we get to the next. So I just <laughs> want everyone good. to know you're talking with who you're hearing. And um, these brilliant words are coming from Elisa Romero, MFT, and Adam Foley. Their book is Holy Love. Their website is Holy and human so during the break go check them out and when we come back we've got a song from adam that is gorgeous that will rock your soul and will take your dreams and your questions on the other side of this break so don't go anywhere we'll be right back Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All are welcome here. You're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Dr. Dream and Nancy T is joining me, co-hosting with me. Hey, Nancy T. Hey, and I want to remind you just to put a little something out there about Karina. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> That's oh, what I'm here for. We've got a lot to do in this hour. Let me just remind you if you have a question about holy love, about dreams, about relationship, about, um, about bad vegan and I would even say <laughs> if you have a comment about the Will Smith smackdown mm. with um, Chris Rock, kinda, about I don't know. I'm kind of interested in that. That's my husband. and I've actually been arguing about it. Mm. I was like, yay. And he was like, oh no, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm not pro violence. Like, it felt good to me. Oh my oh. God. While we're talking, what do you guys think about that? Adam, we wanted we were talking about doing so a, po- a podcast because yeah. there's so many thoughts but i mean i think it's one of those things where we're looking for the masculine in general the divine masculine to stand up as like a protector but then there's so many kind of issues i think with just like how well you were <laughs> i think that there's a natural you know i there's there's so many ways to approach this topic but so when we say masculine or feminine we're talking about masculine feminine energies uh it doesn't have to do with biological gender or sexual preference or identity um so we're talking about you know yin and yang these two energies and we think that everybody what we've seen intuitively when we look at people is that everybody has different percentages of each you know that you might be more of like, I have 50% of both of these energies. And uh, so there's kind of a spectrum and you might be more over on one side or the other. But I think that there's an archetypal longing for, and for that masculine that will stand up, that will fight for relationships, that will fight for love. So I think, you know, that's why we're seeing this mixed reaction of some people are like, oh, something resonates about that to, to me and something really doesn't resonate about that. There's yeah, so much to say about it. Cause I think, you know, his background, his mom was abused by his dad and he never stood up. 
So I think where he's at in his sold contracts is kind uh, of, I'm trying to change the past, but then in terms of what his soul is saying, in terms of how to guide it and stuff, I think would be probably different than how it happened, but yeah. you know, it's complex. I glad you made so much to it. Yeah. It good. I thought that I would kind of, there was a little part of me that was glad he did it. There was, um, a Bill, Bill Maher, do you, I don't know if you ever watched Bill Maher, but he was really talking about how women these days are so in love with Zelensky, President Zelensky. It's like right. how the, it's like the days of wanting, like sort of him representing a man that takes care of stuff. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's not afraid to be masculine. And there, so anyway, that's, that is, I think I have to have you guys back because there's <laughs> yeah. way. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. That's a whole other topic. And I want to just for a moment, speaking of Zelensky and what's going on over in Ukraine, um, Louis, I want if in a second, please um, get ready to play this little voice memo that my friend Karina sent me. She's a dear, dear friend of mine and neighbor here in Topanga, who's from Moldova, which is a country that's that borders Ukraine. And they are she's flown over there to help with the refugees and she's helping to raise money, helping to get supplies to the millions of refugees that are in Moldova, which is the poorest country in Europe. And it's like people that are struggling themselves, helping others that are struggling even, even more. So I'm hoping that you'll hear this. Her crowdfunding campaign isn't set up all the way, but if you want to make a donation, I swear on my life, as God is my witness and Elisa <laughs> and Adam and Nancy are my witness. If you put, if you send money in my, to my PayPal and you earmark it, um, Ukraine refugees, Ukrainian refugees, or just Ukraine, I will send it to Karina to help get socks and supplies and food to the refugees. My, my PayPal email address is kswalden at gmail.com. But Louis, um, if you could just play a, a couple minutes of Karina's message so you can just hear She's right there in the midst of um, what's going on. Hi, loves. I just wanted to send an update now that I'm in Moldova. I'm here with my mom. She's. I'm hiding away just to send an update. But um, I'm here with my mom who's been here for like a few days before me with her meditation, like some volunteers from her meditation community. Um, and it's been amazing. She's like the only one who speaks both Russian and Romanian. So she can translate for the Ukrainians and for all the locals here. And she's just been so busy. It's so beautiful. Yesterday was my first day here with them. Um, and like we went and bought a bunch of things for the refugees. We're staying in a place that's actually um, run by friends of our second cousins who we didn't even actually know before coming on this trip. We'd lost touch and they're just an amazing family who is hosting eight refugees in their own home and they're part of a church here that is hosting I think like 60 and they're part of a network of of refugee centers across the city that are hosting thousands and thousands and so my mom just came and we got like immediately plugged in. She's also been going to the border and we're getting things organized, but they've, we've already been distributing like thousands and thousands of dollars worth of socks and clothes and vegan food. And um, it's just been so special. Yesterday I got to help go pick out 400 socks for refugees. And this morning they were gone within like an hour. And it was beautiful getting to see, you know, like everyone actually getting to pick the sizes that they wanted and colors and you know, like we're just realizing how many of these little things are needed. So we're gonna we're gonna go and buy 
a million more things today. We're basically like every single day buying a ton of food, a ton of clothing. We're even buying kids toys because a lot of the families here are like women and their children because the dads had to stay behind. I got to play soccer with the cutest little boy yesterday who's here with his mom and their dad is still back in Ukraine. Um, so it's just been really beautiful getting to do this and, and okay, so the update is, um, I think I'm actually going to like start a fundraiser today so that we can do that. But I just wanted to send you guys a quick update because on Thursday we're one of the connections that my mom has made here is this amazing man named Valeri who has actually been at the Moldovan border since day one helping refugees. He set up these big tents and he's, you know, giving warm clothes and tea and coffee and helping transport refugees into Chisinau where they can find shelter. And he's also been sending and sometimes personally driving trucks into Ukraine to deliver um, food and clothing to Ukrainians that are actually stuck in the country. And on Thursday, he's planning to send basically like eight trucks in um, to the country. And we're hoping to fill at least one or two of those up with donations. Um, we've, my mom and the volunteer community that she came with, they've already, I think they have enough to fill up like six. And I think we, we have a chance of even like adding more to that. Um, and okay, I Louis, thought of you guys, I and I thought that, especially this. I know, Sheds, you reached out saying that you are oh. curious about what's going on, and I know you guys are all just, um, like, involved in, in communities of people who I'm sure just, you know, want to know what's going on and happening. So I wanted to loop you in in case any of you want to help or donate. Um, I would love to, I feel like, yeah, I would love to obviously just be, you know, opening the door to also have anything that you guys want to give or anyone you want to connect to be open here. Um, there's such beautiful Thank people you, that we've Louis. been getting to we stay with. We're actually now. staying in. I don't know if you can hear me, Louie. Okay. Anyway, there's, so Karina, Karina, I call her Karina Ballerina, um, Karina Grandma. So if you want to help, if you want to, I always think that when it comes to donations, to know that there's somebody with boots on the ground, that the money's not going to go into bureaucracy and, you know, paper clips and I don't know, stuff that doesn't count. Know that the money would go, if you send it to my, my PayPal and earmark it with Ukraine. In fact, anything that comes into my PayPal today, I'm just going to know it's for Karina and for the efforts that they're doing. Um, it's again, it's Kelly, it's KS Walden at gmail.com is my PayPal email address and I'll send it straight over to her straight away. And once the, once she does, I mean, it's, I think the internet is iffy where she's at. So she hasn't gotten the crowdfunding up, but as soon as she does, I'll let people know about that. So thank you for that. Um, whew. Ah, so man, let's come back to some holy love. And actually we haven't skipped a beat with the holy love. This is talk about winter of of the soul of our world going through this really, really difficult time. And there's a beautiful song. I know we've got some callers that are already lined up, but I, and I want to get to them, but I want to give um, a chance for your beautiful song to play because I think sometimes music speaks louder than words. And I know it's, it comes, it's inspired by the work that you guys did in putting together your book, Holy Love. So tell us about what this, what inspired this song, Adam. Uh, you know, I've always written music. Music's been a big part of my life. Uh, and it hasn't been, you know, until more of my later years that I realized how 
how important it has been to me. Uh, it feels like a way I can really connect to my intuition through music. And I've written lyrics and that don't make sense to me <laughs> in the past. And then I'll listen to them now and be like, oh, that's that I had more depth of understanding through my lyrics than my, you know, normal ego waking consciousness did. So uh, the song is really, it came from it, all my songs right now are, are really about holy love because it's just what I'm most passionate about. It's what sparked my spiritual awakening. So this, the song is, yeah, about meeting Elisa and, and having a shift in perspective from this external divine love to that the divine exists within our love, within our own hearts. And so it's really just about activating that. It's called the sky don't speak because it's not about a ex- voice in the sky. It's yeah. about your internal voice. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. And people can get, and it's so generous. It's a free download on holyandhuman.com. Holy 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 Yeah. Okay, Louie, take it away. Give us a little bit of this song. soul to soul it's right there in the lyrics a little on the nose uh, a little on the nose yeah <laughs> is that just uh, uh, not a dry eye in the house <laughs> that was 
so gorgeous. It's wild to be hearing it because I heard that song so many times as we were writing the book and he's got these two new songs. If you like the music, come back to Holy and Human in a couple weeks because he's got two more. The next one is my favorite song I've ever heard. So yeah, I'm so excited for this album. Get hyped. Yeah. <laughs> you. I don't know if you guys are connected to Carta, the Carta Awards, but no. these are songs that you should definitely suggest. I um, the Luminous Humanist book just got nominated for best book, by the way, in the Carta world. Amazing. I was thinking, and now I've got the award thing on my mind. And you guys, <laughs> I'll go this, look it up. This book and this song should definitely, like, you know, cool. be up there. So let's take a couple of calls. Let's see. Let's, Denise, we've got Denise. <laughs> Denise, honey, what's on your heart today? Okay. Hi. Um, hey. You guess don't know, but I, I talk real fast. So, real quick. <laughs> I don't know the young lady that's on right now, but I like what she said about that masculine feminine thing as far as Will Smith goes. But if you look at if you look at it and go on YouTube and look at it, when Chris Rock made the comment, he actually laughed. Uh-huh. But then they showed yeah. Jada and Jada had a look on her face like so I think that's when the so called masculinity set in. But I can go on and on about him because I think yeah, I'm um, with you, Denise. I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and yeah. And real quick, they, I, I don't even think their kids, their kids are all jacked up. The one the little boy is crazy. The girl is crazy. Uh, I think Jada is not always. Anyway, I can go on and on about him. But anyway, I had a dream. I had a dream as far as soulmates go. I had a dream that this guy that I think is my soulmate, but even though we're not together, but I love him to death and he loves me. Anyway, in the dream, he came up to me and he was talking to me. Then all of a sudden, he decided that he was getting ready to leave. But before he left, he said, there's something in my foot. So we take off the shoe, and it's like a splinter, something small. So I help him pull it out, and then he, then he walks away. But as he's walking away, I notice he has on a backpack. And I thought, hmm. But anyway, that was really the, that's the end of the dream. But what I thought was really, I haven't talked to him in a while, and after I had that dream, of course, he called. But I, to me, I, I think I'm you, Kelly. So to me, the, 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 the backpack, you carry things on your back and you carry things inside. And I don't know, I can't do what you do, but I think the thing inside the foot is allowing him to walk. Ironically, I pulled it out, but I pulled it out and he continued on some kind of wherever he was going. So I can really get into that because I think I'm you and I want to be you, but I'm not you. So anyway, that was the dream. Oh, I got that. Denise. I love I love Denise's energy. Yeah. I love Denise's energy. Oh, geez. we do too. We, I, it's we can't live if living is without Denise. We can't dream if dreaming is without her. So, Denise, um, what is a splinter? If I was an alien, what's a splinter? A splinter is something that can slow you down. It might even can hurt you, but it won't stop you if you get it out. Ooh. It can slow you down. It can yeah. hurt you, but it can't stop you. But it. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> nice. And and the backpack you already said it's like the say say it again. It's the stuff that you carry around. It's yeah, you carry it. You carry it on your back, and the back mm. is the core of your foundation. And it wasn't heavy. It was just a backpack, like a school uh, backpack, a school which uh, a child would carry as they're going to school, and this is a grown man, and he was a grown, you know, he's a grown man in there as well. I mean, you know, he was the age he is now. So I thought that he was carrying something, but he doesn't know his father, never knew his father, his mother, had five kids, never got married. So he has a lot of 
a lot of baggage, a lot of baggage. So maybe I felt like the dream kind of meant that he was still maybe carrying it and maybe getting the splinter out. He's starting to get rid of it. I don't know, Callie. I'm trying to be you. Help me be hey, you. Hey, don't try to be me. You be you, and you are plenty. Believe you me. So I think you've. I think you've got a really. You've like kind of cracked this dream. If it if it were mine, I'll just weigh in. If it were my dream, I'm I'm really aligned with you, Denise. Um, I'd I would it would be kind of a healing for me. I mean, I think sometimes soulmates we do different things for each other and helping someone get the splinter out of their foot I think it's it may be part of what what like if it were mine it's part of what I've done to help my my soulmate even if we're not together but it also might make sense of why we're not together maybe there's too much it's almost like with the Mm. porcupine it's got too many like too many mm. things, too many issues. It's hard to get close. So this might make me feel better, like kind of un- understanding why mm-hmm. it's just not the right timing. And um, it makes me think there's something, I always think a backpack is interesting. It's about like something to unpack and it's like luggage. Mm. It's it's like this, mm. the heavy things that we carry. Um, so I'm going to pass this first Nancy to you. And then I'd love, I'd love to have the holy love couple weigh in. Yeah. Lisa and Adam, Nancy. Oh, T. All right. Real quick. Um, I, I was interesting cause you, you introduced the guy and you said, he's like, I've always thought he was my soulmate. And if it were my dream, when you say your soulmate is walking away from you, but then he's got Ooh. something in his foot and you help him to make it really easy for him to walk away and that, that just it kind of was like oh that's interesting and then this backpack Ooh. is only something you can see so it felt like something to unpack for you like what is my what is my relationship there what do I think about him do I really want him to walk away or do I just want to help make his life easier or, or you know it just had all these questions that went with it but Ooh. the fact that he was walking mm. away and you were the one that could see the backpack not him um that wasn't brought up until he left so i, I don't know i just stirred up a bunch of questions mostly but i like where you're headed with it Ooh, oh, this, is so, <laughs> this is the perfect dream for today okay uh, okay alisa and adam it, please take a bite it's out interesting we started it. with the will smith comment because denise when i feel so my background's in jungian psychology so i've spent a lot of times thinking about dreams and and talking about dreams but then the work we do is a little more just like intuitive energy work and it's mixed together so i'm speaking to you with that hat on not my normal therapist hat on because then i would be more asking you questions what does this you know what does this splinter remind you of or mean but just the intuitive hit I'm getting with no information about your life whatsoever is that um my, I can feel in your third chakra, this pain you've been carrying around for your whole life in the sense that you do have a really great conscious relationship with people's souls. So my sense is Mm -hmm. for this man, Mm -hmm. you've always seen his Mm -hmm. soul a little more than he's seen his own soul. So it feels Mm -hmm. like you're a love reflector and holding that space for him. And sometimes that can be an alienating experience when we're, you know, Mm -hmm. holding that more than someone's even capable of showing up for themselves or you Mm -hmm. in that way. So it feels like he's a symbol Mm -hmm. and there's a soul contract there. I think there's a soul contract, but also he's representing um, how your soul's showing you how you can even step more into your like conscious love 
knowingness, your queenness of your love, loveness. Cause I can feel that's where I want to start working on your third chakra. Cause I can feel just some of the um, places where he couldn't show up as a human no. um, nope. and um, how that feels emotionally for you. Mm-hmm. 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 But also oh what a beautiful angel you are in terms of how you're seeing and being with people. Cause I think it just feels like radiating unconditional love no matter where someone's at, which is, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's... And if I can weigh in too, if I'll give you the four, everybody's interpreting the dream. Uh, yeah. I, I, I agree with what Elisa is saying intuitively. And so there's, you know, so many different ways to approach this. There's the dream interpretation angle, but there's also, if you start looking at it through the four relationships of looking, Hey, what's going on on the ego level with this relationship right now, what are the types of conversations we're having? What are they about? Is That's just stating the facts. What was said, who said what, what's our interpretation of these events, but then moving into the second relationship, which is you to your own soul. What's your intuitive information here? What have you known all along? This is what Elise is saying about mm. stepping into your love queenness. Mm. I can feel the part of you energetically that always knows that he's, he was sort of here and not here. Like he already yeah. he had one foot out the door and, and yeah. you're trying to pull him close there. And so my, and first, I wanted to say about my, just that part of it, that's the Will Smith part is like love does protect and stand up, but unresolved trauma is different than love and we act from a place that's different from love than that emotional reactivity and so I can feel I just had to jump in there because I feel like that's what's the matching picture between Will Smith and this person is that there's you can feel that kind of potential of this beautiful masculine but then there's this wound of like unresolved trauma that's never been seen and how we failed our boys men or females with masculine souls on this planet because we don't have good models of that yeah so my my intuitive uh take but i would only take this with a grain of salt and check in with your own intuition on this if this feels like it resonates but my intuition is that that he has a little avoidant attachment and so there's this feeling of that even though he's walking away you still are healing him uh you've taken the splinter out of his foot and we are very, Elise and I are all about being very realistic with where the human is at. That's why we're holy and human. We're like, let's connect to our holy parts, but let's also be very real with where we're at, where our partners are at, and what type of healing they need. And my sort of intuition is that this this guy, he sort of needs to walk away. But that that doesn't mean that you didn't heal him, that there was something you gave him this gift of love that you've made mm-hmm. his life easier. He could have kept mm-hmm. going with that splinter in his foot. He could have kept, you know, chugging along with mm. slight pain, but you removed some of that pain mm. for him. So he will have a happier life, even though he hasn't reached that full healing yet. And even though he's not potentially really ready to be met face-to-face in that love he can feel it right now in the periphery he's warming up to that and you helped him do that just from naturally who you are oh my wow this take that denise unpack that i just have to add my little two senses the backpack is in the blind spot you can't see it so you might not see it but i ditto everything you guys are saying and i think and i love that you kept saying step into step into step into and it's easier to step into love if you don't have a a hardcore like a splinter under your foot oh Mm -hmm. and 
from the perspective that it's all, all of us. So to me, this is my dream too. It's like, I want to get rid of the splinters that keep me from stepping in to deeper love and to keep checking what's in my blind spot that only my lover or the, my soulmate can see. And so this is why we need each other. Alisa Romeo and Adam Foley. Holy love is their book. Holy and human is their website. Thank you so much. Thank for you. Joining it's beautiful us. being in these real metaphors with you and living them. Yes. Sweet dreams, everybody. And until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. See you next week. Thank you for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.